It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. So do you guys know that Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver? I, I know that. Have you heard that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, we are all slaves to sin, right? And he came to give us freedom from this slavery to sin. Right. And the price of it, I guess you could say, was 30 pieces of silver, in a sense. Okay. Well, I was reading in Leviticus. I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm reading the whole Bible, okay, all the way through. We're sitting here amazed, Phil. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a place to start when you're reading the Bible, but I... <laughs> The, the, the Lord has had me, and I didn't start there, I started in Genesis, but he's, he spoke to my heart and mm-hmm. said, read the Bible again. Yeah. And I get to Leviticus, and I come across this phrase that says, if, if, you, if your animal gores another person's slave, the price of a slave is 30 shekels of silver. Interesting. And I went, wait a minute. That's the same thing that's in the New Testament. That Jesus was that Judas sold him for thirty pieces of silver. Wow. And it just like got there's gotta be a correlation here. And and of course the Lord's yeah. like, really, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> you know there is. Right. There's no idle words in the Bible. Yeah. So well, wow. I'm Phil Bliss. I'm Ian Thornton. I'm Jab McLeish. And this is Uplift. And we're uplifted by your Bible knowledge, Phil. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, absolutely. I was just amazed. I, I mean, I, I stopped and I thought about it for a moment and was like, that is, that's awesome. I never caught that before. That is. Mm-hmm. That is. That's really neat because it's one of the things that, you know, early on in, in my growth and relationship with the Lord, as he drew me into to reading the scriptures, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that he gave me was, um, in starting all of this, as I was journaling, was like, Ian, there is a crimson thread of the blood of Jesus that mm-hmm. runs from Genesis to Revelation. Mm-hmm. And it's neat to hear you talk about that mm-hmm. because that's part oh, of, yeah. of that crimson thread yeah. that runs mm-hmm. through there. And it's that's just really neat. That's mm-hmm. really neat. And, you know, now that you say that, I remember back the very first time I ever read the Bible, uh-huh. I, I had seen the movie The Ten Commandments, but didn't really quite understand it. But then I'm reading, and I get to Exodus 14, and I'm like, wait a minute, Passover, I will pass over yeah. the blood on the door. I said, that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me right in the face for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that enth- gave me the enthusiasm to keep reading mm-hmm. and read all the way through. Now, didn't really understand it all, <laughs> and I still don't understand it all, and I probably never will understand it all until... God explains it. I'm, I know I won't ex- understand it all because there's too much that's beyond our comprehension, the things that he's yeah. done, like the little, the 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. That's not a mistake. That's not <clears throat> no, a coincidence. That, no, is, I, that is divine intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But isn't it, isn't it neat that every time that you read, whether it's another book, maybe that God calls you to or you know that draws you into as far as Scripture is concerned, or, or you start rereading a passage or, or something, there's always something fresh 
there's always something new that mm-hmm. God pulls up out of yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and, and oftentimes we're looking at these things or we're reading the scriptures because life has changed. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. different situations mm-hmm. that you're facing. Yeah. And so yeah. you're looking at life through a different set of lenses. Yeah. But the <clears throat> truth of what's been written is true. No matter what right, stage of right, life you're in or right. the situation that you're facing, mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. true, but there's something new and fresh, um, encouraging, mm-hmm. uplifting, you know, all of those things to take us from where we are into what God wants us to be doing or how he wants us to react or act. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's really neat. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people just shy away from the Bible because of things like Leviticus mm-hmm. or First Chronicles, <laughs> the first, Chronicles, first eight uh, yeah. chapters or... <laughs> Dividing the land at the end of Joshua and things like that. There's there's a lot of mundane, um, how many people were in this tribe and, and so on. But and and that is very important. It's not like I said, there's no idle words right in the in the right. Bible. But those things are so important, but if you can get past those and the very first time I read the Bible all the way through, I got to first Chronicles chapter two and I went, No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I went to chapter nine or whatever it is. And but, you know, and that's okay for the first time, but now when I read the Bible, I, I read it all, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm Eleazar, is that how you say it? You know, things like that. But yeah. um, my point is that when you read read it, there is enough in there that is easy, because God designed it so that you'll get the basics, and then you can go deeper. Mm-hmm. You can go into deep end. Mm-hmm. You start swimming in the three-foot section. And then you dive into the nine-foot section. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can also relate it to, like, when I was a kid, I, I couldn't stand reading. Mm. Could not stand it, didn't want to read a book, which made it difficult to get through school. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, but I can remember, like, in history, for example, of, of reading about, like, and, and I'll use the Wright Brothers as, as an example, and, and the history there and you know, the airplane and them going down to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina Mm. and and all those different things. And just reading about it and going, what, you know, what does it even matter? Mm -hmm. Until we went to vacation one time down in the Outer Banks. Okay. And then we're driving past the Wright Brothers Memorial and I'm like, hey man, I know all about this. (laughs) Yeah. So it, the information that I read back here Mm -hmm. became relevant to the situation I was living in here. Mm-hmm. And that is what scripture does too. Mm-hmm. Because even though you may be reading it, you may be like, I don't even see what the point of this stuff is. Or, you know, this, and it feels like you're taking in information that maybe doesn't apply to where you are in life or a situation mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. facing. Mm-hmm. But God is setting the stage to meet you in the situation that's down the road. Yeah. And all of that comes back to remembrance. Mm-hmm. And then you can grab a hold of that truth and pull, pull from it to know how to live through what you're facing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It is amazing. It is truly living, breathing thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Because it, it, as you said, it works with you. It meets you. It, it's the Word of God meeting you right where you are. Mm-hmm. And though the words are the same, it comes across differently every time you read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, $60,000 question, what version do we read? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm only, Go only, ahead, Chad. Only the King James version. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. That's an Andrew Walmackism. 
Uh, That's great. He, he's, you know, basically Andrew Walmack. He's like, he, he makes fun of anybody who reads anything other than the King's James Version. You know, he yes, said because, he does. you know, it, it's funny. It's all in jest. It is. It, it is. It yeah. is. But it's funny because I, I was telling Phil, like, I, I was, I, I, last few days I was talking to Phil about this, this book I'm reading. And it, all the scripture references are in the King James. And it's just like, I, I was like, man, I was like, it takes like five times as long for me to try to figure out the these and the thys and mm-hmm. the thous and the, and it, it's just written in, they, what is it called, Elizabeth, Elizabethan, however they say it. Elizabethan. Yeah, yeah okay. Elizabethan. I, I don't have that fancy book learning. But <laughs> you read that in high don't school. Add, don't ask. <laughs> Shakespeare. That's the only word I remember. Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> It's written. It's written like Macbeth, but anyway, yeah, you know, good. which was great to read as a teenager. But, <laughs> but one cool thing is the the Bible Gateway. Uh, uh, I go to the website, but you can. I think they have an app for phones and tablets. I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they do. Really yeah, cool thing because you can compare different uh, 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 tra- translations of the Bible side by side. So you can compare King James to New King James to NIV, and and it's amazing. Like they have a list of like forty different translations or whatever they have, and I'm just like looking at it, like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's, there's four, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of different translations to the Bible, and it's just like okay, and a lot of the modern ones are very similar. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. there's the and you know and uh, uh, there's all these acronyms for these new things that they've come out with over the past forty or fifty years, but the the good thing is is you know for me it it makes me question things because I I like to listen to <clears throat> the teachings of Derek Prince and Derek uh, was a trained Greek he was very, he was formally trained in Greek at some big fancy college in England Cambridge I think. And so he understands the Greek language, and he's a scholar, mm-hmm. and he, you know, so he tells the the meanings behind the the scripture from a Greek language standpoint when it was originally penned back mm-hmm. in you know in in the days of Jesus, and and all the New Testament stuff. So it's interesting to hear him explain things because it's like the light bulbs are just going off one mm. after another, you mm-hmm. know, cause he's just like, well, in the Greek, this meant this, but it, it, you know, they, they had a unique way of writing in the Greek culture, mm-hmm. you know, they had, so uh, the Bible is, it's very intriguing to me because, you know, we have all these different versions that, you know, have been translated over the years, but the, fu- but the funny thing to me is I seek, what was the context that it was written in? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, because I think I've told my story before of where when I was 15 years old and I first, you know, was saved and that summer uh, uh, being off of, of summer vacation from school, I, I read the Bible from cover to cover and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And on the shelf it went. Mm. So I don't recommend you do that. Read it off through and it probably won't make sense. At first, when you first read it, if you've never read the Bible, and even if you have, it's probably there's still a lot of stuff you don't understand. So, but don't give up. Mm -hmm. That's the key is don't give up. And now we have so many resources that you can use. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure they're good resources. 
So bounce them off of smart people like these two guys <laughs> and say, can you trust this information? Mm -hmm. But there are so many resources we have now. There's all these things called co concordances. Mm -hmm. There's concordances and there's study Bibles and all that sort of thing. And, and even just getting a study Bible has been huge because it gives you a lot of that background information. Right. Mm -hmm. It gives you, right. for each book of the Bible, it gives you several pages of background. And it's mm -hmm. just like that will make your light bulbs just go mm -hmm. off. You'll, you'll mm -hmm. be like, you'll really understand things so much better because it gives you that, that context mm -hmm. of, you know. Right. That's been super helpful. And um, the, the Bible Gateway has been super helpful comparing side-by-side -side different translations. And, and it's amazing because they use different words um, between the translations, and it makes you question, uh, you know, what the difference between the two translations are. Mm -hmm. And 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 even then, it'll kind of open your eyes to 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 the what I call the human aspect of the people who wrote this down. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know. And then in the New Testament, you know, you've got the you know the apostles, and you got Paul, and they're all. And in a lot of cases in the New Testament, they're writing about the same things. Like, you know, uh, the, the apostles who walked with Jesus, they told the same things mm -hmm. from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got to see different angles into the same situation that happened mm -hmm. right, with Jesus. So that, was, that to me is interesting. But the, my biggest thing is don't give up like I did. Like, I read the whole thing, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. On the shelf it went. Don't do that. You know, give it a chance. Yeah. And and use these resources that we have now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was before the internet was a thing. Um, not giving my age away too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but now we have all this stuff. So... Hey, you know, I want to throw in another one, version um, app. It's a, a mobile app, and... In it, it has like the Bible Gateway. It has all the different translations. You can download them so you don't have to be online. Um, it'll read to you. Some of them will read to you. And also it has uh, devotional plans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if that's all you're going to do, okay. You know, because that gives you a couple lines of scripture every day. But, you know, it is – there's something more to digging in and reading. Even if you don't understand, just reading a whole chapter or reading a whole book and – and it really, it, it strengthens your relationship with God because he's speaking to you. You may not know it, but he's speaking to you while you're reading. He's guiding you through it. And you get a lot more than just a couple of lines a day. But I mean, if nothing else, if, if that's all you're going to do, okay. Mm -hmm. But I really encourage you to just take time to read it. Yeah. So yeah. back to the question of which one, um, I don't recommend King James. <gasps> <laughs> We Andrew, won't Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we won't tell Andrew. <laughs> well, you know, the first King James Version was written in 1611, and, and that was 500 years ago, over 500 years ago. And yeah. there was a revised version in 1864, but still, that's over 200 years ago. And what? That's, <laughs> we knew you'd know there that. There we go. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Okay, so you got the NIV, 1967, 68, yeah. something like that? Late 60s. Okay. And then well, that's a pretty modern one, but they've modernized it even more. But what yeah. the TNIV, today's New International Version, 
they've changed a few words to make it more cultural friendly, and that really bothers me. <clears throat> so yeah, I'd stay is, away from that. And that is, honestly, and that is something that you need to be wary of. Yes, yes, it really is. You mm-hmm. can't change the word of God. I mean, you could change the the words in English because we use different words now. But I mean, don't change the gender and the politics, if you will. That I mean. It is what it is. God's mm-hmm. word is what it is, and it does not change. So just be careful of some of those m- newer ones. But the NLT New Living Translation is really good. It's, it, you really get a lot out of it. And the message mm-hmm. is good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the New Living Translation is what's called a transliteration. It's not a real translation. It, and it's, it's good for reading the Bible. I wouldn't dig in and do in-depth Bible studies with it because it can – you know, translate things differently, but the message is a true translation mm-hmm. by Eugene Patterson, and it's probably the most modern. I mean, he uses the word like "cool" in, in yeah, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. so, to explain um, the situation. And since it's a translation, it's it's. I think it's worthwhile, it and a mm-hmm. lot of people have really gotten a lot out of it. Um, the ESV is good. ESV, the I was ESV, going to suggest that it, yeah, one too. Yes, that's English, a good one too. English Standard Version. Yes, that is a very um, good one. That's one that is m- more or most, I could probably say that, mo- most close to the the translation of the Greek, coming from the Greek right mm-hmm. into English. Yeah. Um, so that's one that's close. It's that, that doesn't mean that it's the easiest one to read. Right, right. <laughs> FYI, right. Yeah. just right. so you know. Um, but it does bring a lot of the translation and, and the deeper meanings of, of what was being written in the Greek mm. um, to English. So that that's a good one, too. Um, NASB. NASB is one of my favorites. Is, is there, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Is a really good one as well. Um, New American Standard Version is what that is. Um, and um, so, yeah, those are those are good ones. Those are all good ones. And there again, it, it's part of it, you know, in what we're sharing, um, part of it just really depends on where you are mm. and yeah. and yeah. what you feel like God is, is having you draw out of, um, whether it's something that is, is easier to read, more modern, mm-hmm. or something that's going to be closer to mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult to read and comprehend and grab a hold of maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as the um, uh, ESV or NASB, something along those lines. But... Mm-hmm. One of the things to remember is that, and Phil, you brought this point up, which is a great one, that God is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. As you're reading, God is speaking to you. And and to really, I think it's wonderful that we would grasp this truth, and that is the Holy Spirit who inspired the men to write it mm-hmm. is the same Spirit that's mm. living in you, yeah. sharing with you yeah. what He had already told them to write. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's yeah. it's it brings that relationship that we're that a lot of what we're talking about tonight is relationship through the word, mm-hmm. through the Bible, and it really brings that relationship just straight to your heart because the same one that spoke into the ear of Paul mm-hmm. to pen those things is the one living in you, right. wanting to reveal the truths yeah. that are fitting for your life or the situations in your life at this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we could go on and on talking about all the things that people say about the Bible, like it contradicts itself and and such. And it doesn't. People contradict it. The Bible does not contradict itself. It's Mm -hmm. it's the way you read it that is contradictory. But anyway, we, you know, we really don't have time for that, but really want to encourage people to just start and don't give up. Right. Start and don't give up. Just, you can do this. If it takes you two years, okay. If it takes you a year, 
It takes you five years. Do it, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, God will meet you where you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. He really will. And and even in your time of going, man, I've had enough of this. Lord's like, man, just just keep persevering. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. a whole bunch to read in the Bible about perseverance too. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. But He does. You know, He just encourages you to just continue to move forward, mm-hmm. and um, and get to know Him through that. Mm-hmm. Because it really yeah. is. It's, you know what? It's it's a, a love letter to us. Mm-hmm. In so many ways and in in so many facets, God is really just speaking to us, and He wants to meet us there mm-hmm. and and teach us more about Him and how much He cares about us. But then we also learn about ourselves, and um, it's just a win win. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I do want to address because it came to me as I was reading one time, and that was, you know, I can't remember exactly where it is now, but. Um, I think it's in Joshua, maybe Judges. They go into a town, and God says, just wipe every single one of them out, mm. all of them. And you might ask yourself, why kill the women and children too? Well, you have to understand that God is holy and just. And if he says, well, okay, if he bends a little, then he's not holy and just mm. anymore. Yeah, He's not. These people were filthy. <laughs> I mean, they were... They were garbage, and they had to be destroyed, or they would have pushed all that onto Israel. And even in the times when they did not destroy everybody, they pushed it right onto Israel, just like he said. Mm. So for him to, to not do that would not make him holy and just. Now, what happens to these people? Are they in hell? We don't know that. They're probably in heaven, for all we know. I don't know. That's God's decision. So don't look at it. Don't let the enemy tell you, oh, can you believe what you're reading? You know, the enemy will try to turn you away because they know you're going to grow mm-hmm. when you read this. They know you're going to get closer to God, and they're going to be whispering in your ear, saying, look how awful God is. No, God is holy and just, and you'll find that as you read all the way through, and you'll see that Jesus is the one that brings the redemption so we can be holy and justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important for us to talk briefly about that, just what you said. There's a major dividing line be- when Jesus hit the scene. Oh, yeah. When Jesus came on this earth, there was a big dividing line. You know, the way that God dealt with us uh, here on earth versus the way that he deals with us now after Jesus is, a, is quite a bit different. Mm. <laughs> you know? uh, it really is. Yeah, there was. you can read about these places called Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Which I was reading about a little bit this morning, and and what happened there versus what happens today, and and God, it you know, God gave us His Son to atone for our sins, mm-hmm. yeah. and grace abounds. Yeah, he he's not a different yeah. God, but He deals with us in 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 a new and thankfully a better way, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had a great discussion this week on the law. Versus grace mm-hmm. and and that redemption of, of Christ. Yeah. That's what you're saying, Chad. Yeah. And a great discussion. Great discussion. And um, <clears throat> some at, at some points in this discussion, it was going back to, well, the law was just easier because it was just like black and white. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is the line. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Cross it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, go for it. Right, because the reaction yes. is real black and white too. Yes, yes. exactly, yeah. exactly. And it was just so interesting to hear that perspective. You know, living in and taking 
at points, and just to be very vulnerable and honest, but at points taken full advantage of God's grace. Oh, yeah. Points, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? We all have. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, but just yep. understanding that the anvil has not dropped. Right. And it should have. Right. You know, based on the line crossing that line, you know, back in with the law. Yeah. And and for somebody to just go, man, it's just so black and white. It'd be so much easier. And be like, wow. Yeah. Man, I, no, I, I don't want to go there. Was it a Jewish person? No, it was not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Which is an interesting question. But yeah. yeah that's, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Well, the reason I ask is <laughs> I'm actually going to write a book on that. But <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a... A Christian and a Jew, and it's, it's a, there's a story behind it, you know, just like with 40 on 70 and four hearts, but they're discussing yeah. back and forth the, why the law is better, why grace is better, mm-hmm. and grace well, wins. But And then, I'll, I'll, well, well, good, <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> but even in that discussion, we, we went from that to this the transition of, of Christ and, and his sacrifice. But then we talked about this middle ground of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. You know, I say middle ground, but they had taken the law, which was the law, and they built all these walls up around the line mm-hmm. or the law itself. And um, it was just a really, like I said, it's just a really neat conversation to really think these things through and to walk somebody through why you don't want that. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. really embrace the grace that that God has just poured out on us and, mm-hmm. and continues to do so every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who spit in his face, mm-hmm. he still does. Yeah. And it, it's just a powerful mm-hmm. thing. Moving, just, just very, very moving. But at the same time, I know there's been a point when, okay, you know, God's like, all right, Ian, that, that's enough grace for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> and it's because he wants you to move forward because you're not going to move forward with him if you keep sinning. Right. Yeah. And it's not about his yeah. anger towards right, me right. and it, his it's... desire to punish me and to watch me squirm in the heat of the the crucible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not about that. Um, but at the same time, there is a, a loving, just... Mm-hmm. Punishment mm-hmm. that comes for continually turning my back, mm-hmm. and yeah. But I think we're ge- we're getting ready, to, and this could get, go quickly into a whole <laughs> prophetic thing. <clears throat> but we're about to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about to see that that grace come to a close at points. Uh huh. So, but <laughs> to steer back away from that a little bit, um, <laughs> the the whole. Um, God's teaching in in His Word just shows us the comparison of these two things, and at the same time, He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. What He says is true, and mm-hmm. you can count on it. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, inspired, infallible Word of God, mm-hmm. and it's not pick and choose. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not time for the church to pick yeah. and choose what they want to believe out of it. Right. And not conform to today's standards. Yes. Mm -hmm. Every word in every book. Right. Every single word in every single book. Mm -hmm. And if we don't understand how it fits or how it works, then you know what? Ask him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, too. It's not just, I don't get this, so I'm going to go ask Phil. Mm -hmm. 
Which isn't really a bad idea because Phil knows a whole lot. <laughs> no, no, no. But at the same time, what I'm saying is you just don't go ask somebody else. Go ask the one who wrote it mm-hmm. and who put it together and let him lead you through. And he may lead you to the person that you need exactly. to speak to. Exactly, yeah. The answer and may would, come through that other right, person. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But always go to him. Yeah, start with him. Right, and he will reveal the truth of what he's written. Right. Mm-hmm. Every really single will. time. Yes, he does. Yeah, I think in in, in in the in the prophetic, I think you guys would both agree that there's going to be a more powerful move in the in the Holy Spirit among Christians than than what we've allowed to happen. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I mean that that's where we're going, and you know, yeah, the, right. And and that that is just in perfect alignment with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. To because as Christians. There are a lot of people, you know, a lot of Christians to this day who just, ooh, they don't like to talk about the Holy Spirit, and they don't like to talk about that sort of thing. They just, we're nice people, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Well, you know, there, we got to move forward, and and we've, right. as part of being Christians, and this is written about in the New Testament, we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and that Holy Spirit's going to be moving forward. Like Phil said, move forward. And, right. And that's where yeah. you, the Holy Spirit is in you, and you can use that as a measure of discernment. When we hear things in the world around us, or when we hear pastors give sermons and messages, and we're, if we're talking to people and that sort of thing, and... We we don't want to just blindly trust it. We stick to the word and we seek the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. as a measure of discernment mm-hmm. for all these things that we read and hear and encounter. You know. Yep. So those Acts. are the authorities. Yes. Mm. The Holy Spirit right. and the Word. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And we talked and and we've talked often, not just here, but all yeah. of us together. You know, we've talked how important it is to live in that balance. Mm-hmm. Of spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, Jesus made it very clear <laughs> yeah. that we're going to be worshipers of spirit and truth. Right. Yeah. And that's it. The, the balance of, of the truth of the scriptures, the infallible word of God, and the spirit that lives in us, that both of those coming together, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. And we can find rest in reading the word mm-hmm. and, and seeking the Holy Spirit for for its, you know, your relationship with God and and. and to helping you understand his word because it's not a thing to beat yourself up over if you don't understand something. It's right. this whole thing is meant to be a positive for us. So if you find yourself beating yourself up, which I'm guilty of that, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw myself out there. That's not what this is about. This is about looking at it from a positive aspect and, you know, look at it is like, sort of a challenge to a point where it's like, I don't understand this. And like, like you, mm. you guys have mentioned, that's when you seek. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, I don't understand this. God help me understand it. And he will, mm-hmm. but don't allow yourself to get Don't beat yourself up and don't allow yourself to be beat up over it. Enter into this with a positive attitude and keep that positive attitude and if you don't feel like reading Chronicles that day or yeah. Judges or, you know, whatever, Leviticus, it's okay. You don't have to read it that day. Yeah. You know, maybe go read something else and you come back to it. 
um, you know, you just want to keep that positive momentum. You just want to keep with it. Just stick with it. So one place that I always tell people, when people ask me, where do I start? I say, you can either start in Genesis, because it's a great novel. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really reads like a novel. Mm-hmm. Or start with Jar, John, mm-hmm. Acts, Romans. They're all three together in the New Testament. John gives you the gospel. Yeah. You get to hear about Jesus. Acts tells you what happened after Jesus' resurrection. You meet a guy named Paul. So that when you get to Romans, you know who Paul is. And you don't just go straight to Romans and hear, okay, Paul, an apostle of Christ, who, who are you? Yeah, you, 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 find, yeah, yeah. you find out right. in the book of Acts. Yeah. Um, so John, Acts, Romans. Just remember Jar. Mm-hmm. They're in the New Testament. All three together, and they start. They are in that order: John, Acts, and Romans. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, go to Genesis, or and continue into Exodus, at least the first half, or go wherever the Lord leads you. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know, ask Him, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could be anywhere. They really could. Mm-hmm. They really could. That's good. And one thing that I always thought was interesting, and and I still to this day kind of always consider it when I'm reading in the New Testament, is the difference between Paul and the rest of the apostles. Because they walked with Jesus, mm-hmm. they lived with Jesus, and Paul, he didn't have that. Mm-mm. I mean, his encounter was very unique, right? but he didn't have the same experience that they did. So he had an entirely different mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. for what he wrote about. And Oh, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting dynamic, and I won't give any more spoiler alert than that for people <laughs> who don't know what... <laughs> right. Read it yourself. It's, it's yeah. a unique dynamic. So as you sure. read the New Testament, that's yeah. one, one little thing that you can do is when you read stuff from Paul, compare it to what the rest of the apostles wrote. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, you know what time it is? Time, no. for, time for Buzzkill Phil to tell us we're over. <laughs> <laughs> we actually went over a little bit, but that's okay. It was, yeah. it was good. It is. Yeah, Very good. good. Yeah. yeah. So, Very good. I really enjoyed this yeah, discussion. Yeah, encouraging, uplifting um, you know, just to and, and encouraged me to just, you know, keep going. I, you know, the Lord put on my heart to start reading in, in Exodus. And so I've, I've been in that yeah. over and then again yeah. and again. So something, there's things going on about Exodus, but it's just encouraging just to keep going. Yeah. Just to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can jump around too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's for us. That's right. And I love you brought that up, Chad. It's just, it's really, it's. It's for us. We get to read this. It's mm-hmm. something to, that's been given to us to help us become what God wants us to become and to live this life with authority mm-hmm. and with power mm-hmm. yep. and with confidence. And so it's it's not something to just leave sitting on the shelf, Yeah. but to right. really grab a hold of it and understand it's part of the weapons that we've been given mm-hmm. to live out this life that we get to live. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a Bible and you want one? Yes. Let me know. Let any of us know. Absolutely. Let us know. Would I, love to get you one. Yes. I've given out so many Bibles and I'll do it again. Yeah. I had a leather-bound <laughs> had a leather-bound Bible one time. Really loved it. This lady at work says, "Oh, that is so nice. I wish I had one like that." Here you go. Yeah. And she had it till the day she died. Really? She loved it. That's she was constantly beautiful. telling me years later how much that Bible meant to her. Oh, great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good stuff. So I'll give you, except for the one Tanya got me for Christmas. I can't give that one away. 
But I'll give man, you any Bible I have. Man, I could have taken advantage of that. I could have asked you for a study Bible for Christmas last year. <laughs> I, and, and I would have given it to you. <laughs> man, I'd love to have a parallel Bible. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have prime shipping. <laughs> That's great. Phil is an Amazon member. <laughs> that is great. All right, well, we're, we're way past time already, so thank you all for joining yeah. in tonight. It was yep. great. Hope Absolutely. you enjoy it. Yeah. Blessings. Right. Yep.